good day and welcome to the UEFA Champions League podcast and wherever you are listening to this episode from, whether you're on the African continent, Americas, North America, South America, Asia, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, and Oceania. Welcome to the most exciting, informative, and educative sports show on the calling platform on Apple Podcast and on Spotify with yours truly, Philip Alimo. I have love for sports. On the program today, we'll be discussing and analyzing the Champions League quarterfinals first leg games between Benfica versus Liverpool and Man City versus Atletico Madrid. Two former European Cup winners meet in Lisbon as Benfica welcome Liverpool who have a formidable recent record in Portugal. Man City's fifth successive UEFA Champions League quarterfinal pits them against Atletico de Madrid, who hosted their local rivals in the round of 16. Join us on this exciting episode to discover more. With me tonight in the studios is my able guest, Mr. Justin Akoa, who is joining us all the way from London for this special episode. Mr. Kowa, what are your initial reactions to tomorrow's well, quarterfinal first leg games? Good evening, Philip, and thank you for having me. Um, I think that the quarterfinals in the UEFA Champions League will be a very, very good one. And I believe that as the Champions League has given us good games, so good knockout games so far, it is it is it is going to keep going on and on. So we are we are expecting a very, very we are expecting a very, very amazing contest tomorrow between Liverpool, Benfica as well as Manchester City versus Atletico Madrid. The second leg ties of the round of sixteen gave us twenty one goals across the eight games that were played. Do you think tomorrow we should expect a feast of goals? In between the Benfica, Liverpool, Man City, Atletico, Madrid? Maybe so, maybe not so. Um, I believe that teams have learned with how teams have learned about how um, each other play. And well, I mean, in the quarterfinals, you best do damage limitation. Um, a lot of a lot of it as well. And to look at to look at some teams with how when they travel away, how they score for fun. Um, the opponents are are. Uh, are very um, aware of that threat and they will always try to limit it, especially for the favorite to always go away first um, in in these ties. So then, I believe that maybe there wouldn't be as much goals as they were in the in, in the round of sixteen. But let's see, football football can surprise us. Let's see, football can surprise us. But definitely, today's press conference in the city of Manchester with Pep Guardiola and Bernardo Silva, wasn't full of much surprise. First, Manchester City have an enormous week of football ahead of them as they prepare to face Atletico Madrid. Pep Guardiola was in no mood for comparisons with Diego Simeone. Let's take excerpts of that press conference and we'll come back to take Mr. Kowa's reactions. Um, hi, Pep. Uh, you've been managing at the top 
at the same time as Simeone for the last 10 years, but you've not played against each other very often. What is your observation about his management style and about what he is, is like? Well, very often because we don't play in the same country. Uh, and in Champions League, uh, yeah, just once. Uh, the results, the I think after watching Atletico Madrid, there are a mis misconception, wrong wrong conception about the way he played. So it's more of offensive that the people could believe. Uh, he doesn't want to take a risk in the build-up, but after they have quality to play, and they play really well in the final third. So they don't want to take risk, but when the ball is in our halfway, I'm not going to name the quality of the players they have and uh, how competitive they are. Exactly, They know exactly, it depends on the position of the ball, it depends on the moment of the game, they know exactly the way they have to play this exact moment. It depends on the ball are, and the ball it is, and, and, and the moment of the game, winning, losing, last minutes, early minutes, beginning of the second half. And the, in these kind of situations, they are really good, really, really good. So you don't see it as a lot of people would do, which is Pep plays brilliant football and Simeone plays terrible football. And it's I'm not going to talk like one second about these stupid debates. No one second. So everyone try to win the games, and if, if they win, they will be the right, and if I win, we win, we'll be right. So uh, in, in one game, in one style, there are many, many, many things. And basically for the quality of the players. He doesn't play, I will not play, so the difference will be there. But this is start to say, honestly, no one second. That is Pep Guardiola speaking in that press conference. Mr. Kowa, what do you make of Pep Guardiola's accession? Well, um, for, for Pep Guardiola, if you've noticed, um, in the past week, um, he has been quite sarcastic in terms of his approach to interviews. Um, <clears throat> sorry, with the questions about him overthinking and everything in terms of his tactics during Champions League games. So, I believe that Pep Guardiola is now um, playing or he is now playing with the media in a manner where he he tries to cool down um, expectations. But then we all know that for a team like Manchester City, um, the pressure is always going to be on them because with the kind of money they spend, the kind of infrastructure they have, the kind of success they've had over the few years shows how how um, how how um, a top team they have become um, since Pep Guardiola took over. And I mean... Um, even looking at his stats, um, his Premier League stats a few days ago, he has lost only 30 Premier League games in uh, more than 200 matches, 200 PL matches. So then that, that signifies how great he is and how good he is able to ease off, um, ease off pressure off his players. So he's, I believe that he's, he has been trying to play a very cool, cool uh, manner um, in terms of his press conferences. Um, even though the pressure is on him, not only in the league, but only um, in the Champions League against a good outfit like um, Atletico Madrid. Against a good outfit like Atletico Madrid, one player who has worked with Pep Guardiola over the years is Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva was today present at a press conference. We'll hear from Bernardo and we'll come back to the studios to pick Mr. Coe's 
thoughts on Bernardo Silva? What are you expecting as a group from this doubleheader? Well, definitely a tough game. Definitely, we know we know Atletico. Uh, it's a team that is is very used to, to play this kind of this kind of games, uh, this kind of important games where the pressure is is very high. Uh, we're expecting a, an aggressive team on and off the ball, uh, prepared to counterattack, prepared to to not give us a lot of space. So yeah, definitely a very tough game for us tomorrow. And it won't be lost on you that it's Atletico, Liverpool, Atletico, Liverpool. How do you cope with the pressure of going into those games, that run of fixtures that one way or another will define your season? Well, the, the players are used to it. It's a good sign. It means that we come to the, to the last two months of the season and we're there, we're there in the decisions. We're there to fight for titles. It would be a bad sign if we had just easy fixtures and games that didn't matter at all. Uh, so yeah, it's good. It's good to be here. It's good to, to be able to fight for all of them. Um, and we're gonna try it. You enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. We enjoyed it a lot. That's 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 the part that we enjoy the most: being in the most important games, playing against the best teams for for the best competition. So yeah, we're here to try and to to to, to be competitive. Donato, um People make a lot about Manchester City and the Champions League. They've always done it. You got as close as you've ever done last year. Is it something that the players talk about, or is it just another competition, just another? It's not just another game. It's 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 a very important game for us. It's a competition that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, just maybe just Scott Carson won, uh, Pep as well. But the clubs never won it. Uh, me personally, I never won it. Most of us never won it. So yeah, we really want to do it. Over the last few years, we weren't able to. It's the only one that that lacks. And uh, yeah, we wanna we wanna go for it again. Um, pressure is always there. We know about it, and we know that our fans also expect us to perform well in this in this in this special competition. And as I said, we're gonna do our best as we always do to 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 try and and this year make them make them happy and proud about us. You've won so much and, and achieved as a group quite a lot, but is there something that will nag away at you as a collective if you don't manage to do it? Well, in a, in a, in a way, in a, in a way, of course, yes, because we know how important this competition is. It's, it's, it's where the best clubs in Europe play. So we, we really want to do it, and we weren't able to do it in the past years. And as I said, the best that we can do is, is try harder and harder. And this year we're going to try very hard. Hola, Bernardo. Hi. Here. Yeah, okay. Um, I remember that three years ago or so after you won four titles in one season, in the parade in front of your fans, you said that European trophies, you needed that. The club needs that. Do you think it's still the same? Is it a necessity? Is it the next big step for this club? It's definitely a goal. It's we. It's it's a thing that we really want to achieve. Uh, if we are gonna achieve or not, no one knows. Uh, the the only thing that we can promise to our fans and, and and to the club is that we're gonna do our best and try as hard as we can to to achieve that. Um, of course, it's something that we we really really want. And and as I said, there's nothing more that we can do apart from doing our best. Uh, working hard every day and uh, help each other to to win as many titles as possible. Sorry. 
you've, you've been here a few years now. You've played a lot of these big games, especially in the Champions League. Have you noticed anything that's, that's changed or maybe improved in terms of how the team, the players, manage those the key moments? You know, the, yeah. maybe you, you concede a goal or a penalty or something like that. Has, has, has anything changed over the last four or five years in terms of managing those key moments? Well, honestly, a lot, a lot. Uh, the team that the team that I see today is a much well prepared team for these kind of moments, for these kind of games. Um, we were a great team back back in the day, five seasons ago. Uh, it's not a lot bad, but I think the team is much better prepared for for these moments right now, and even last season than than it was five years ago. So, so yeah, definitely an, an improvement, and. Uh, it comes with experience, so uh, we have our, our disappointments, we learn from that, and this year I think the team is very well prepared to, to achieve a, a very good performance in this competition. How does, how does that look, practically, like on, on, on the pitch? Like how, how are you better, in what, in what ways? Well, we know each other better, so the first year we were, yet, we were together, um, when I first arrived, a lot of new players had just come to, to the club, uh, the manager only had one year with, with the team, so now we were, it's been like five or six years that most of us are with him. Uh, we know everything that we have to do in every phase of the game, and that helps. We know when we concede a goal what the, need, what the team needs, we know when we score a goal what the team needs in that moment, we know what to do in the good and the bad moments. So it comes with experience, as I said, and we, we, we keep learning from our mistakes, and that's a good thing. Bernardo Silva in that interview and press conference where he stated extensively about the character and shape of Manchester City going into tomorrow's first leg quarterfinal game against Atletico Madrid. Mr. Kowa, do you think Manchester City have what it takes to conquer Europe? And to do that, they need to overcome Atletico Madrid. Well, um, that's a good question. Um, it is. It is. It is. It is quite. Co- it is quite complicated to conquer Europe, um, uh, because even even Diego Simeone said that um, he believes that the teams that are on top in terms of um, performances in Europe are Bayern, um, Manchester City, as well as Liverpool. So looking at these three teams, and he also mentioned he also mentioned that it was an unexpected winner that was Chelsea. So to conquer Europe, you just do not need talent. You just don't need ability. But sometimes you need um in in um, you need in, intangibles um the way to be able to cope with pressure to to be able to um, re- um strive through adversity and and that's what Man City have seemed to lack. Maybe this year is their year as they actually go through their paces and should they be able to conquer Europe? It is going to be a very very great feat because. The journey from now till the final will be very, very difficult. So I believe that Man City have the ability to conquer Europe, but then it is a matter of when. But I I do not I do not have a definite answer to say they can do it now. But then eventually Man City can conquer Europe. And speaking of the journey, Manchester City have a tight they are literally in all competitions in the Premier League and the FA Cup as well as the Champions League. Do you think whatever happens in the month of April would define how their season will go at the end of May? Oh, not at all. Um, at least for now, it won't. Um, I mean, for, 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 for a Champions League game, we actually 
do your best to um, get on the um, best foot or start on the best possible foot as possible. And and if you've and if you've noticed, that's what Chelsea did last season in order to win the Champions League. They actually did well to the extent that in every first leg, they actually did their best to actually score. So if so if so if you can notice in terms of Chelsea against um, Atletico, they scored in their away game. Um, to Giroud um, against Real Madrid, they scored against Porto. They scored two goals, and against City, they scored. So then, in every first leg, I mean, I believe that you are, you you have to do your best to start on the on the on the best note possible. And the last time Pep faced Simeone when he was when he was in charge at Bayern, he lost by one goal to nil. Um, um, to a Saul Niguez goal. At that time, they were playing at. Um, they were playing at um, Atletico's old stadium. So with so with these kind of things, I I believe that Pep has been able to take a look at it, and I think that City have learned up. Even Pep has learned from his mistakes, and he will try to actually um, impose himself onto Atletico because they have the better place and they have a better side. So they will try and do their best to be able to um, to be able to see themselves through into the. Um, semi-final, and I and I and I believe that if 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 should City be able to go through um, Atletico Madrid, um, I believe that they will have even a higher mentality or they will have higher belief in terms of uh, morale to be able to actually also beat Liverpool um, in the in in the league game at the Etihad as well as beat Liverpool again in the FA Cup semi-final. Okay, and. Uh... Let me give our cherished audience some bit of update as far as the two teams are concerned in terms of the form guide and their record and history going into tomorrow's first leg tie. City came through their quarterfinals in the 2020-2021 after three successive eliminations at that stage. While Atletico have not been beyond the last eight since 2016 and 17. However, their impressive elimination of Manchester United in this season's last 16 set up their second quarterfinal appearance in three years. Overall, they have three aggregate wins at this stage of the UEFA Champions League to the English clubs two. All three of Atletico's victories in this season's UEFA Champions League have come away from home, including decisive victories at Porto and Man United in their two most recent fixtures, while City have not lost at home in Europe for three and a half years. This is the first encounter between the clubs, between the clubs, the champions of England and Spain, and is the only one of the four 2021-2022 quarterfinals in which the teams have not previously met. It is only one of the last eight ties not to feature at least one former European champions. The winners of this tie will play Chelsea or Real Madrid in the semi-final. In terms of Man City's form guide, City's record in European Cup quarterfinals is two wins, three losses. City collected 12 points in this season's group stage to finish a point clear of PSG, winning all three home games and scoring 12 goals in the process. 
in defeating Leipzig 6-3, Club Bruges 4-1 and PSG 2-1. They then eased past Sporting in the round of 16 thanks to a 5-0 win in Portugal and a goalless draw in Man City. In 2020 and in 2021, City ended a run of three successive quarterfinal eliminations by going all the way to the UEFA Champions League final only to lose 1-0 to Chelsea at Porto on the 29th of May last year. City have already conceded 10 goals in this season's Champions League, five more than their 13 games in last season's competition, although they have kept clean sheets in their last two games, their first shootouts of the European campaign. Pep Guardiola's team are unbeaten in 18 European home games. They've recorded 16 wins, 2 draws since a 2-1 loss against Lyon on March Day 1 in the 2018-2019 season, winning 10 in a row before drawing with Sporting this season. So that is it for City. City have quite an impressive record. Atletico Madrid are in the European Cup quarterfinals for the 11th time and the sixth time in nine seasons. They've won three of their last five quarterfinals. Atletico managed only two wins in this season's group stage. That is one draw, three losses, both away from home. 2-1 at AC Milan on match day two, and crucially 3-1 at Porto in their final fixture. They also went down 2-0 at Liverpool, having been held 1-1 at home by Manchester United in the round of 16 first leg. A 1-0 win in the northwest of England took them through. The victory at Old Trafford was the 500 by a Spanish side in the UEFA Champions League group stage to the final, the most of any nations. The champions of Spain for the 11th time in the 2020 and 2021 season, Atletico finished two points ahead of Real Madrid in the final La Liga standings to give them their second league championship under Diego Simeone, who also guided them to the title in the 2013-2014 season. This season was Atletico's ninth successive UEFA Champions League group campaign and 12th overall, level with Valencia, only Barcelona and Real Madrid, who both have 26 participations, are featured more among Spanish sides. All but two of Athletic's 12 group appearances have extended into the knockout stages. Last season, Simeone's side finished second in their section behind oldest Bayern Munich, picking up nine points. They were the only side to deny Bayern victory in Group A and the 1-1 draw in Madrid on March Day 5, ending the Germans' club run of UEFA Champions League victories at 15. Atletico then lost 1-0 against Chelsea in the first leg of the round of 16 tie, a game that was played in Bucharest before a 2-0 defeat in London. The Madrid club have now reached the quarterfinals or better in six of their last nine UEFA Champions League campaigns, all under Diego Simeone. This season's win at Manchester United was one of eight Atletico victories in their last 22 European games, recording five draws and nine losses. That win in Manchester was only Atletico's third 
in their last 12 away games in the UEFA Champions League knockout rounds, recording two draws and seven losses, and the second in a row in England after the 3-2 success at Liverpool after extra time in the 2019-2020 round of 16 second leg. Atletico have been victorious in 10 of their 13 two-legged knockout contests against English teams. Last season's aggregate defeat by Chelsea ending a run of five successive victories. Atletico lost 3-2 and away 2-0 to Liverpool in this season's group stage, finishing each game with 10 men. The first leg draw against United, therefore ending a run of four successive losses against English clubs. In terms of links and trivia, Simeone got the better of Guardiola in the 2015-2016 UEFA Champions League semi-final when his Atletico side eliminated Guardiola's Bayern Munich on their way goal rule. The coaches won La Liga meeting, however, ended with Guardiola's Pep, uh, Barcelona defeating Simeone's Atletico 2-1 in Madrid on the 26th of February 2020. Simeone and Guardiola were regular opponents as players, meeting in 10 club matches when Simeone was with Atletico and Sevilla and Guardiola at Barcelona. Simeone recorded three wins to Guardiola's four, although the Argentine did not come on top in the 1996 Copa de la Real final, Atletico winning 1-0 after extra time. Simeone also helped Argentina to a 2-0 friendly victory against Guardiola's Spain in Sevilla on the 17th of November 1999. Guardiola faced Atletico 22 times as a player whilst at Barcelona, scoring once, recording 13 wins, 5 draws and 4 losses. As Barcelona coach, Guardiola faced Atletico 10 times, winning 8 games and losing 2. Rodri joined City from Atletico in 2019, following a solitary season in the Spanish capital where he made 34 league appearances scoring three times. Born in Madrid, Rodri was an Atletico youth team player before moving to Villarreal in 2014, where he went on to make 63 La Liga appearances and he rejoined Atletico in the summer of 2018. Stefan Savage spent the 2011-2012 at Man City, making 11 Premier League appearances at the Manchester City the season City claimed their first league title for the first time in 44 years. Luis Suarez has also played in England. He played with Liverpool from 2011 to 2014. Suarez's record against Man City with Liverpool was two wins, three draws, one loss. His only goal coming in a 2-2 draw at Anfield on the 26th of August 2012. Suarez also scored both Barcelona goals in a 2-1 win at City in the 2014-2015 UEFA Champions League round of 16 first leg. His record against the English club with Barca was three wins, one loss. In terms of the latest news between the two sides, Fernandino made his centenary appearance in the UEFA Champions League group stage final on March the 8th. He was the 44th player to reach a century of games in the competition while Scott Carson's substitute appearance in the round of 16 second leg against Sporting was just a second 
in the UEFA Champions League and came almost 17 years after his first for Liverpool against Juventus in the quarterfinal first leg on the 5th of April 2005, having drawn 0-0 at home to Sporting in the round of 16 first leg. City were held by the same scoreline at Crystal Palace on the 14th of March, the first time since October they had failed to score in successive games when Palace were also their second opponents. City have won all 23 Premier League games this season in which they have taken the league. So that is it in terms of the record and the background of the two teams going into tomorrow's going into tomorrow's tie. Yet another tie that promises to be interesting is the Benfica Liverpool game. Mr. Kowa, what is your initial reaction of the Benfica Liverpool game? Well, I mean, uh that game seems to be big um, for the for the for the people from um, from the people from Portugal because the last time they made it to a quarter final they were knocked out by Chelsea in 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 2012 so this means so much to them as as a side that that are building up again to catch up to Porto and to sports in Lisbon um, uh, locally so. I believe that this is a very big game for them. But then we all know that the general con- consensus is that their their runaway favourites are um Liverpool and they will have to prove it in this quarter final tie. Even though they are they are a team who usually or they've had a lot of good luck in terms of going to Portugal, winning a lot of games convincingly as well. So it is so it is it is a very, very good tie setup. But then um, we 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 should not forget that one of the um, top goals top goal scoring teams in Europe right now were knocked out by Benfica, who are quite a very very balanced team and know how to defend when when they need to. Probably probably they 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 put up a more defensive show than the people of Liverpool, who are more of who are more of um, a team who likes to play with the high line and. And, and really rely on Allison with his superior one-on-one, one-on-one ability in in post. But we, um, as we all know, Liverpool have Liverpool have all it takes to to go through. So then we are we are expecting a very very good game tomorrow at the Estadio da Luz. Definitely, today Jogging Klopp was very relaxed when asked about one of his important players, Mohamed Salah. Let's speak his response from the press conference and we'll come back to Mr. Kowa. I'm happy with it because it's, uh, it's nothing, nothing new to say. That's good. It's just good to it. The decisive parts, parties are talking to each other and that's all I need. And that's it. Hi, Julia. I was just wondering, you were talking at the weekend about how players were picked up at it as well, but tra- training them, training them, can I just train today, so full squad away? Yes, full full squad away. So nothing, Curtis was just a little little swelling, disappeared then overnight, fine, um, same as Joel, which was very helpful because it looked really strange, and um, yes, I'm trying trained now four or five days, um, not sure exactly, but yes, he's... Ready as well. Hi, Julie, how are you? Uh, hi, Ian. Good, you? 
constantly that will never stop because it gives you stability it gives you the opportunity to win games 1-0 which is important because you cannot always score plenty of goals um, because quality of the other opponents so that's that's how it all starts that's how it all ends um, it's absolutely um, yeah the the basis for all the things we do Hello, Jürgen. Hi. Um, it was not a phone. It did change my life. It was not Mike Gordon on the phone. To Mike, I spoke later. No, it was my agent on the phone. And he told me, he told me about the interest. So it had, when I told the story to our website, um, it was like, uh, the, yeah, the situation was like this, that we are completely in a holiday mood, but there were some rumors around, which we didn't really follow, but with two sons, they, they pick up pretty much everything. So I knew from them a little bit that um, a couple of things could happen, these kind of things. And then uh, when we were sitting there, the, the, the phone rang and I, I didn't pick a lot of phone calls that time. So my family was around, so why should I talk to anybody else? And, um, but it was my agent who is my friend as well. So um, I picked the phone and then when I said, when he, when he said, yeah, Liverpool's calling, then I just, the boys were looking at me, like staring at me, and I just said, and yeah, in that moment for them, the decision was made, and Ulla had to, had to put the dam up, and then um, it was clear we will, we will do that, because um, it just felt right from the first second, so it was a life change at that moment. So that is Jürgen Klopp speaking in that press conference earlier in the day. Mr. Akua, looking at the Liverpool side, what player from the Benfica team will pose a greater threat to the Liverpool team the most in tomorrow's encounter? Well, I believe that it is not a, it is not a job that one person usually does. I believe it is more of um, two or three. So, I could highlight um, Darwin Nunes for as a striker for him as as as, as big as he is since playing for Almeria um, in the in the in the Segunda in Spain he has shown his speed in terms of his size because his size really his size really doesn't show how quick he is but he's very very good and with and, and with the way that yeah midfielders like Julian Weigel no knows how to thread the needle with the ball. Very, very good passer and a very good conductor in midfield. He can be able to do try and exploit Liverpool's high line um, with Darwin Nunes or Rafa making runs into open spaces to be able to hit to to be able to hit um, Liverpool. So I believe that it is not just one but two. Probably Roman Yaremcho could 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 be able to could pose a threat from um, for them in the air but then um Players like Adel Tarat or Jan Vertonghen or Julian Weigel would would try would try to break the lines with their passing with their good passing ability to be able to play their wide midfielders as well as Darwin Nunes on if um, if that's the case because that's the best way they can make chances or they can create chances because um, looking at the other tie um, for Liverpool and Adesan Siro 
even though Inter were able to break past the Liverpool midfield, Jekko wasn't quick enough to to meet to meet the ball. So then, probably Darwin Nunes is relatively younger and therefore relatively faster than Jekko. And Darwin Nunes will be able to um, worry Van Dyke and whoever will be pairing with Van Dyke tomorrow night. Definitely, and between the two teams, for the purposes of my audience. I'd want to give you a bit of background in terms of their form guide, their history, and what to expect in the tie between Benfica and Liverpool. Two former European Cup winners meet in Lisbon as Benfica welcome Liverpool, who have a formidable recent record in Portugal in the first leg of the UEFA Champions League quarterfinal. While Benfica are in the last eight for the first time in six seasons, and have gone no further since 1990, losing all four of their previous UEFA Champions League quarterfinals. Liverpool have reached this stage for the fourth time in five years, although their last season campaign ended at the quarterfinals. The English club won their first seven games in this season's competition, a run ended by a second-leg defeat at home by Inter in the round of 16 second leg. Benfica, by contrast, have recorded only three victories in their eight games since match day one, although they beat Ajax in the first knockout round. This is one of the two quarterfinals between two former European Cup winners, Chelsea's tie against Real Madrid, the other. The winners of this tie will play Villarreal or Bayern Munich in the semi-final. In terms of previous meetings between the two sides, the most recent of the sides' last 10 meetings came in the 2009-2010 UEFA Europa League quarterfinals when Benfica came from behind to win 2-1 in the Lisbon first leg before Liverpool turned round the tie with a 4-1 victory at Anfield with Fernando Torres scoring twice and Oscar was on target in both legs for the Portuguese side. Benfica ended Liverpool's reign as UEFA Champions League holders in the 2005-2006 round of 16. Lucial, now a club director, scored the only goal of the first leg in Lisbon six minutes from time before Samao and Fabrizio Micoli secured a 2-0 win on the Messi side. The sides' other three ties all came in the European Cup and all in campaigns in which Liverpool went on to reach the final. Oldest Liverpool beat Benfica in the 1977 and 78 quarterfinals en route to retaining the trophy, a 2-1 win preceding a 4-1 home victory. That was their first tie against Portuguese opponents. In terms of the form guide, Benfica are yet to win a match in the UEFA Champions League quarterfinals, recording three draws and five losses. The Eagles have lost their last four European Cup quarterfinal ties and seven of their last nine. The Lisbon side won two, drew two, and lost two of their Group E games this season. Both wins coming at home, a 3-0 against Barcelona on match day two, and decisively, a 2-0 against Dynamo Kiev on March the 6th, while they shipped nine goals in losing both games against Bayern. In the round of 16, Benfica 
twice came from behind to draw 2-2 at home against Ajax, who had won all six of their previous games in this season's UEFA Champions League before Darwin Nunes added the only goal of the second leg in Amsterdam to seal their progress. Two seasons ago, Benfica bowed after the group stage for the third year running, finishing third in their group behind Leipzig and Lyon with seven points ahead of Zenit on head-to-head record. So the Portuguese side were unbeaten in nine European games in Lisbon, recording seven wins, two draws, and had won four in a row before losing to Bayern on March Day 2. A 2-1 loss against Leipzig on March Day 1 of the 2019-2020 UEFA Champions League is their only defeat in 18 European games at their own stadium, recording 11 wins and 5 draws. The Lisbon Giants have reached seven European Cup finals, winning the trophy in 1961 and 1962, but losing on their five subsequent appearances, most recently against AC Milan in 1990. So that is it for Benfica and for Liverpool. Liverpool have won 11 of their previous 16 European Cup quarterfinals. The Reds are in the Champions League for the 14th time, and this is their ninth season in which they've reached the quarterfinal. Liverpool enjoyed a faultless record in this season's group stage, having won 2-1 against AC Milan on March the 6th to conclude their perfect Group B campaign. Liverpool are opening a 3-2 win at home to Milan before beating Porto and Atletico Madrid. Liverpool made it four away wins from four games with a 2-0 victory at Inter in the round of 16 first leg before going through despite a 1-0 loss at Anfield. This season was Liverpool's 14th UEFA Champions League group stage appearance. They have only failed to progress to the last 16 of FEDA three times. This is Liverpool's fifth successive campaign in the Champions League proper, all under jogging club. Runners to Real Madrid in the 2017-2018 final, they claimed their sixth European Cup at the expense of Tottenham with a 2-0 victory in the 2018-2019 final. Club side had finished first in Group D on 13 points ahead of Atlanta, Ajax, Michelin before beating Leipzig 2-0 in both legs of their round of 16 tie with both games played in Budapest. Liverpool have won 10 of their last 13 European Champions League games away from Anfield. Champions of England for the 19th time in the 2019-2020, their first league title since 1990. Liverpool finished third last season. This is Liverpool's third game against Portuguese opponents this season. The English club won 5-1 at Porto on match day 2. Mohamed Salah, Roberto Firmino both scoring twice and Sergio Mani once. Both second half goals from Thiago, Alan Catra and Mohamed Salah secured a 2-0 match day 5 win at Anfield. In terms of the trivia to expect between the two teams, Diaz's record against Benfica with Porto was 5 wins, 2 draws. His only goal came in a 2-0 victory in the Portuguese Cup on the 23rd of December 2020. The Colombian was sent off in the first half of Porto's 2-1 Portuguese Cup final victory 
against their Lisbon rivals on the 1st of August the same year. Remember, players who have played in England, Fitongen played with Tottenham 2012 to 2020, Otamendi, Manchester City from 2015 to 2020, Jao Mario, West Ham 2018 on loan, Valentino played with Newcastle 2020 on loan, Adele Tarabat played with Tottenham in the 2007 to 2009 with Queen's Park Rangers and with Fulham. So that is it in terms of what to expect between the two sides tomorrow. Mr. Kowa, your final reactions and what fans should expect in the first leg tie of the two games tomorrow. I mean, um, for the Liverpool Benfica, Nelson Verissimo has spoken about um, the people of Estadio da Luz, that's Benfica's own stadium, needing to be the 12th man to be able to shake Liverpool. But then, um, even with even with Liverpool's um, Liverpool's ability to be able to kill a lot of fans, fans' beliefs um, in in just a few seconds, um, you know that tomorrow is going to be a very very tough game for for them but I believe that Liverpool can be able to do something um quite um quite significant in the first leg and 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 take with them to Anfield but then you you do not need to count um Benfica because yeah they are quite um they are they are a relentless team and Nelson Verissimo and his men are very well drilled even after the departure of coach former coach Jorge Jesus um Benfica will be able to perform quite well. And for the Atletico Manchester City, a very, very balanced game. You do not know you do not know where this tie will be able to swing. You do not know who's whose favorite is able to swing. Atletico have Atletico have a joy of being able to qualify and um, past English opposition apart from Chelsea um, in the most recent periods, knocking out Liverpool as well as Manchester United. And they really hope they'll be able to do the same against Manchester City. But then that's a very, very difficult task because this is not um, by Munich where Diego Simeone enjoyed a lot of um, a lot of um a lot of success over them in 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 a, in a few years back. But then this is a very very um, multi-talented Manchester City team where they can create for almost everywhere. Even the goalkeeper is a very, very good passer and, and knows how to carve defences open. So it is going to be a very, very tough game for Simeone and his men if he is able to keep them off. If he's able to keep them off all black still, they should be fine. But then, you know, man, you know Manchester City will also do their thing. And um, Rodrigo De Paul and his, and his other boys in midfield for the Raji Blancos who also do their thing. So I expect a very, very good, a very, very good ties tomorrow. Definitely. On this note, ladies and gentlemen, as always, it's been a pleasure coming your way with today's episode of the UEFA Champions League first leg games between Benfica and Liverpool and Man City versus Atletico Madrid. Mr. Kowa, it's been a pleasure having you.